What's up team, Coach Eamon here, Ronan CrossFit Radio dropping today with gear, equipment, stuff you might need starting off and maybe stuff that you have now that you might even consider ditching after you learn a little bit more about it. First of all, I want to get stuck into our member shout out and this week it's going to Tara and Sinead who are getting after an ultra marathon this weekend. Not your average task. These guys are absolute machines juggling family life, careers, Regular tennis to CrossFit and then throwing an ultra marathon in the mix. Absolute shout out, guys. Grinding, grinding. Amazing work. And best of luck in that race. The team is behind you. And if you see them in the gym, give them a shout out this week. Probably knocking around at about half five in the morning. Like dedicated legends they are. Okay, guys. So talking about equipment today. And we're going to start from the feet all the way up. So first thing that's hitting the floor, your shoes. What kind of shoes do you need starting off? Well, what kind of shoes do people usually have starting off? Asics, Nike, soft shoes with a big sole. Why are they not ideal? Because does that spongy high shoe, uh, high sole, will roll a lot. There's a lot more movement left and right, sort of in and out, inversion, eversion, uh, coming down off box jumps, squatting, skipping, all of that stuff. There's less feedback where your feet uh, are just so far away from the floor and there's less stability generated in all your lifts and less stability less torque uh, less power all of that stuff and it's happening from the feet up so the recommendation here is to get some reebok nanos some nike metcons or like back in the old days before any of this stuff existed we had our converse those ankle high converse or any skate shoes really do the job vans anything like that and there's lots of shoes you can get with a flat sole but i would just try as a consistent crossfitter stay away from those big boaty um asics and what have you and also we don't want to see your uh hiking muck on our lovely gym floor so a pair of gym shoes is awesome okay so next socks the only socks you're going to need are ronin crossfit branded socks you can buy them in here plug shameless plug back in the og days we used to it was all about the knee-high socks if you didn't have knee-high socks you weren't a crossfitter bit of a fad gone these days you know if you have your knee-high socks I would keep them for the rope climb days because as you know there's a bit of chafing and some even cuts and scabs and stuff that can happen from them ropes because they are pretty vicious on the skin so definitely looking at having a knee-high sock or a, a football sock soccer sock uh, or even a knee sleeve down over the shin for the rope climb days moving up towards the knee knee we touch on knee sleeves there knee sleeves are neoprene devices that create a little bit more heat when you put them on they create a bit more blood flow potentially they the compression element adds a bit of spring up and down so theoretically like low low, uh, low weight higher rep squats and that will be a little bit easier um i'm wearing them at the moment coming back to consistent crossfit training because i have no acl in my right knee i smashed that up pretty bad and my inner hamstring picks up a bit of sort of tweaky tight sort of stuff going on for for the first while while i get back into it so i definitely am using them at the moment but i, I hope to ditch them fairly soon another thing to mention while we're down around the feet would be i suppose a skipping rope skipping rope if you want to get double unders you want to get good at that type of thing it's essential to have your own rope i've got been through many different iterations of trying to keep the gym tidy and organized uh, with skipping ropes and one of them one time was 
I don't store ropes anymore. You can buy your own rope, keep it in your training bag and bring it in because then you have the best shot because you have your own size rope. Look, big group of people being a big group of people, forgot my rope, don't have that, and it just ended up being what it is again today. Um, not ideal, but the people that are really into it and want the dubs or have the dubs have their own rope. You see, we moved on from our shoes, socks, we covered knee sleeves. Next up, really, from the knees, you're talking belts, weightlifting belts, big, solid, brown leather belts, and maybe some of those kind of softer belts that will allow you to do CrossFit a little bit more. They're overused, in my opinion, in CrossFit. Not so much in our gym with the, the culture and the level of uh, CrossFitter that we have, but they can be used as a crutch quite easily and maybe a bit of a, a sort of a natural go-to. When you're at 30, 40, 50, 60%, 70% in your lifts, you don't need a belt. You shouldn't need a belt. And if, if it's pain or the inability to brace that's making you need a belt, then there's a bigger issue at hand here and you need to address that. Uh, you know, CrossFit Games, that type of guy, these people are like at max intensity, max load. They're trying to protect their spines for two days running with multiple wads in it and stuff. If you're coming in for 60 minutes of fitness per day with probably 20 minutes of lifting in it, I would generally ditch the lifts unless it's kind of CrossFit total or PB day or something like that. And you already understand bracing, breathing, and you're using the belt as a little bit of assistance rather than using it as a crutch. All righty. Oh, let me see. I have a list. I wrote a list because I know I forget some stuff. Even after my list, my OCD brain will be cruising around after thinking of stuff that I forgot. But hopefully get the big stuff. Moving on from the belts, I suppose the next thing to talk about are there's a lot going on in the wrists and hands. Wrist straps will be the first thing we talk about. So that's an actual strap with Velcro. We have them again on sale here. You wrap them around your, around your thumb first and then around your wrists. And the idea is that they assist your wrist with flexion, or excuse me, extension. When you're out, when you're doing that front rack position, when you're doing handstands, all of these different thing, types of things, the wrist straps can help. I don't use them personally. I have done on and off over the years, but I don't like to rely on them. I don't, don't like to rely on any external aid, if I'm honest. I like to go as raw as I can most of the time. And if, if I'm using something, I'll try and get back to uh, using nothing. But... What can they help with? Look, if you pick up wrist strain and tension with front squats and that, I would say, you know, if you find they they help, then maybe use them for a while, but maybe experimenting without them as well, because at the end of the day, it'd be nice to kind of ditch them. But saying that, some people have issues with front rack position in the squat. We know this, catching it in a clean. This is a bigger conversation that could go on all day about, you know, if you cannot achieve the front rack position, and you work hard at it, you have been working on it for a while, then there might come a time where you need to just reassess and go, what am I actually here for? What is the point of the exercise today? Do I really want to achieve this front squat, front rack clean position because it's something that's deeply important to me? Or am I just kind of just doing it because it's what everyone's doing and I want to do it, but you know, it might not work out. What I would suggest in that position, because I have had a number of clients over the years, and there are some in the gym at the moment, that the front rack is just really really hard and that's the front rank position the overhead position and fair play you know work on it by all means keep pushing maybe you get there six months one year four years five years whatever but i would say some people anatomically just are not set up for this type of demand and you could still uh, manage to kind of stay in touch with the other 90 percent of the program whilst also modifying those moves but definitely on the wrist straps 
if they're something that you need because you're in pain without them, it's probably a movement thing or a modification thing that you need to kind of address first and foremost. Staying on the hands, the gymnastics grips. So this is the kind of little slice of leather with the strap around it. Um, personally, I have used them here and there, but again, not much, not very much at all because I don't like to rely on stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of details in the grip that uh, I was just listening to Adrian Bosman actually this morning on this whole topic. Um, but it's this whole idea of kind of, are you gripping at the right time? Are you over gripping? So for instance, like a bar muscle up or even a pull up on that initial drive and you're creating the power, you're obviously going to need to be gripping the bar quite fully. But then when there's rotation and those kipping movements, nice idea to kind of try and let the tension off a little bit. Not enough that you're going to fall, but definitely enough that uh, your skin isn't stuck to the bar and then like ripping forward and back. I don't really rip. Now I have, like I was a mechanic for a long time. I worked on a building site for a long time. So the, the palms on my hands might be a little bit stronger than say, if you've been an office worker all your life. But uh, I think while managing grip and also realistic expectations when you're on the bar, if you're not gonna knock out a certain set of 40 pull-ups, then don't hang around doing half kips, half pulls and all that. Get a rep in and stop. Get a rep in, stop. Get three reps in, stop. Break up the sets a little bit better. Chalk up at the right time and you're good to go. Another one on that is chalk. In my imperfection as a human being, as a gym owner, I pulled away chalk there recently. Look, it was a COVID thing to start. We were trying to keep uh, all that shared stuff away, but I did like the lack of chalk in the gym. I did. My OCD was very happy with lovely black floors everywhere. And it didn't take me long to realize, nah, no. Nope have to get the chalk back now again it all matched up with COVID. it was around the right time and i brought it back in but i could have held off on the chalk uh, but it would have been a bad idea because your hands sweat slippery you need them um what i will say is you don't need them for bear crawls you don't need them for push-ups you don't need them for handstand push-ups so please don't chalk up for them things but it's all good we have the right hoovers and we have the right floor cleaning machines not to worry so chalk hand gymnastics hand grips wrist wraps there's quite a lot going on there and you know sometimes as a new or maybe four six months crossfit you might be looking around saying do i need this type of stuff i would say probably not just manage the expectations and rep schemes right uh, maybe you're going into it you've been training for a while you're feeling pretty good and these pull-ups or whatever and then you're going to do the open and there's a bigger wad on that you've never kind of done that amount of reps and maybe you go harder that day then maybe it'd be nice to have a set and that set should be broken in so you could have that and use it a little bit and just have it in the toolbox for a day that you might decide to use it but again with these tools i would try i personally try not to rely on them athletic tape crossfitter tape yeah cool all of the little between the index finger and the thumb you can get a little bit chafed up there from barbells and stuff yeah by all means have your little bit of tape um if you're putting four foot of tape around bloody calluses on your hand to get the last few sets of pull-ups done and all look i get it i've been in warrior mode myself for over a decade i know what it's all about but it might be time to readdress a few things grip rep schemes uh hand care skin care calluses all that type of stuff uh let's see with the tape it's a personal thing and um, you know yeah it's pretty cool to have it is good to have and it, it doesn't take up a lot of room in your training bag um Last but not least, if I'm not forgetting anything, last but not least that I'd like to touch on would be the whoop, the famous whoop. And also I'll touch on the Fitbit. So you might kind of see this is a little bit of a crossfitter thing these days. You've got to have your whoop. Whoop is a wrist-worn tech device. 
that gives you a lot of different information on your sleep patterns, on your heart rate variability scores, which in turn will give you information on your recovery. So how hard you've trained and how, how recovered you are for the day ahead. Also, if you've been under the weather for sickness, sleep, whatever, it can kind of tell you that. Mm, do you need it? I mean, it's nice information to have. You probably learn to optimize some things. Mm, I've kind of worn mine for a while, then I ditched it for whatever reason. I can't remember exactly why. Um, and then I wasn't too keen to put it back on because I was like, ah, sometimes even when you get to bed for eight hours and you're like, cool, I'm in bed eight hours and 29 minutes. I probably got eight hours sleep. Then it's like six and a half, uh, wake ups 12. And you're like, oh God, what do I have to do to get eight hours sleep? I'm going to go to bed. And you know, you're overthinking it, but you know, I'm actually quite well rested. And I was in bed lying down for eight hours plus. And then when you do with the kids in the house and stuff, you have bad nights. It reminds you, you've had a bad night. You're reminded at that point, when you see you're in the red from a HRV standpoint, you're going into your training with a bit of a negative mindset going, oh, you know, I'm under recovery. Well, look, it's doing its job. That day you might back off or you might use an empty barbell instead of 40 kilos or whatever. But for me personally, I'm not a huge tech head anyway. I did my master's thesis on heart rate variability. I did all of like this whole theory of CrossFitters recovery. All of it is based on heart rate variability before the Whoop even existed. I actually contacted them in the States for to trial out one of their products while they were uh, rolling them out as tests. So I do understand it and I get it, you know, at the competitive level and stuff, it's cool. But And from a recovery standpoint and stuff, but what I would say is, it can be some people can just get a little bit too into it and it can upset you a little bit you know if you're just if you're coming in day to day you're getting you know you're approaching your sleep pretty well you know you're not burning the candle at both ends and it might just introduce more problems than it actually solves for you fitbit you know with all of these things you can um, monitor kind of your workouts your calories burned all that stuff and that can help you potentially kind of looking at your calorie needs for the day maybe you might up or down but there's another way of doing that it's it's a pretty old school way it's a little bit hungry because did a bit more training then have yourself a little bit more food probably protein with a bit of carbs all right nice and simple um the calorie count stuff and even like the calorie scores for your workouts you could come in and go oh you know that was that was a pretty unsuccessful workout today i only burnt x amount of calories but actually you did some really potent strength training and some really good technical gymnastics with time under tension and your muscles were getting a fantastic amount of work, but your calorie score didn't read. So you maybe feel a little bit sad about your workout, but it's not about the amount of calories expended in workout because there's a thing called epoch. And what that basically means is you might heard of like afterburn and stuff like that, where you're doing big, heavy lifts and stuff. Your metabolism is working for longer after. So, that's why we talk about strength training being huge bang for buck as regards to body composition. So generally, this whole podcast could lead into another nutrition thing, which myself and Val are actually going to do this week. But what I would say is just on the tech side of things, don't hinge your life on the calorie counts on your Fitbits and stuff. More looking at doing a calorie count via a spreadsheet or my fitness pal or whatever, and looking at your maintenance definite deficit or surplus calories whatever your goal is whatever you need to and trying to stick to that in and around and um yeah that's it on the tech there's lots more tech there's tech all over the place at the moment uh, and again i'm not i'm not going against whoop i think whoop is cool it's it's a cool thing but 
I suppose it's personal experience for me as well. I'm like, and with the kids and stuff, I, I already know if I haven't got enough sleep, so I don't need to watch to keep telling me that. That's basically why I'm just being a bit moany about whoop. <laughs> but uh, right, okay, so I think that's, there's a lot more bits and bobs of gear uh, that I could touch on, but they're not common here because we haven't got that like really like hardcore type of crossfitter here that's like all oh, in pulling out their uh, lifting straps and stuff so we don't really need to cover it but if you have any other questions guys on bits and bobs of equipment i'd love to hear them because i'd love to help you out and try and assist you with your training and um, all in all this kind of the crossfit idea what we do the type of training we do is called gpp general physical preparedness i was in the army for a long time when I found CrossFit, I was in the army and it was this, this whole idea of, oh, so I can go to the gym and not just go to the gym to be like ripped or jacked. I, I can actually go to the gym to become a better all round human and function, jump higher, sprint faster, tumble, whatever it is, and do these things well, uh, perform well as a human being, perform at a high level as a human being. And even nowadays, that means to me, throw the kids around the place in the playground, have a bit of fun, all that. So... I don't want to rely on external equipment. I want to be able to do that, whether I get up first thing in the morning and run out the door and perform or whatever in general. So that's kind of my sort of paleolithic uh, view on training aids in general. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an opinion thing. Lots of people have different opinions on it. And if you've got a different opinion, awesome. Love it. Love to hear it. This is just a bit of personal opinion and a bit of experience rolled into one. So any questions, guys, please do drop them. And I hope you're enjoying your training leading up to the CrossFit Open. It's going to be fun. And we're definitely going to see those CrossFitters coming in with the uh, the nanos, the shin sleeves, the knee sleeves. they <laughs> all decked out, ready for war. All right, team. Shout out to you guys. And I am out. <laughs>